This is BPN Radio, your 24-hour Internet prayer station with Dale Gentry and friends. Calling America to pray. A member of the Breakout Prayer Network. Let's pray, America. It's time now for the Warriors Watch with Pastor Callie Hargraves here on BPN Radio. Second Chronicles 23.6 says, And all the people shall keep the watch of the Lord. Now, here's your host for the Warriors Watch, my friend, Callie Hargraves. Good morning. This is Pastor Callie Hargraves with Warrior Watch here on this beautiful August the 3rd uh, on a Wednesday morning. We're so excited to have you here today. We're thankful for what God is doing through BPN Radio, Dale and Gene Gentry. God is using this network to call forth prayer warriors across this nation to rally God's people, to rally the church into the praying um, amazing church that we're called to be, and I'm so happy to be a part of it. I want to encourage you to get behind BPN Radio, to support BPN Radio. I believe this is a ministry called for for a time such as this. Today, I'm so excited to have one of my pastor friends, my friend before he was ever a pastor, Pastor Donnie Robbins from Mid-County, Beaumont area. He pastors Life Church. He's going to him and Jessica have an amazing work there. They're Holy Ghost people, revival people, have an amazing church. And um, we're going to talk about revival today, and I'm excited to have him here. He's a man that believes in the move of God. He loves the Word of God. He, And when you go to his church, you'll be so refreshed. So if you're in the Beaumont area, if you're in the Mid-County area, I encourage you to go out and, and visit Life Church. You will be truly blessed. Amazing worship amazing word and amazing sp- an experience in the Holy Ghost. Pastor Donnie, we're so happy to have you here today. We're going to talk about Gideon and we're going to talk about revival, which is one of my favorite topics. And I want you to just uh, feel free to share your heart today. Thank you, Callie. I'm excited to be here uh, today to talk about uh, the battle for revival, to talk about uh, Gideon what God has called us as individuals to do and what God has called the church corporately to do and the season and the time that we're in uh, in this nation and in the church. So I'm excited to be here. We are so excited. Give me um, one of the things that you talked about when we were kind of getting ready was that you feel like kind of the first element of revival is God tends to deal with the church and he always wants the church to be revived before we can go out and really change the world. And you talked about sin and repentance. Can you, can you uh, give that insight to the listeners today? Absolutely. Um, you know, in chapter 6 of Judges, we find uh, Israel is um, uh, being rebellious towards God. They're, they're in sin. In fact, the verse, uh, verse says, uh, Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord, and the Lord gave them into the hand of Midian for seven years. So, what well, the context here is that the Midianites were coming in, and every time Israel began to sow their seed, the it says the Midianites were, were like locusts, and they would come in, and they had literally driven the Israelites into the caves, into the mountains, and they were living living in caves. And we find uh, Gideon in a wine press threshing wheat, mm. and um, and he's questioning. Why am I here? What are we doing? Why are all these things happening to us? And um, 
I believe that as individuals first and then the church, church corporately, we have to begin to look inside our own hearts, inside our own motives, and we have to allow the Holy Spirit to shine His light in, in our hearts, and um, we have to come to some conclusions of what's going on in our lives, what's going on in the church, what's going on in the nation, why are we in the circumstances that we're in, why are we seeing the things that we're seeing, not only in our own lives, but uh, in the nation as a whole and in the church. And, um, you know, when we cry out to God, it says Gideon began to question the Lord. Why are we in these circumstances? And uh, when we begin to cry out to the Lord, he's going to answer us. And um, it says that God sent a prophet to give Gideon an answer. And he says, this is the reason, basically, that you're in the position that you're in because of sin. Yeah. Because of rebellion. God help us. Um, because you've turned your back on the Lord. In fact, the reality is, is that in Gideon's father's own backyard, in the family compound, if you will, uh, they had set up um, an altar to Baal and uh, at a sheriff pole. Wow. And um, they were going after Baal. And if you know anything about Baal worship, they, you know, they sacrificed their children. That's where the the uh, account of the uh, gnashing of teeth uh, came from. They would send their young people, their children, into the fires of Baal, and they would walk. And as they would walk into those fires, their their teeth would begin to grind. And it wow. was the, the gnashing and the grinding of, of teeth. So it was a very uh, wicked society. It was, it was evil. It was an abomination to the Lord. And the Lord said, this is the reason that you're having to live the way you're living because of sin and rebellion in your lives. So that's where, that's that was the state of Israel when Gideon was raised up. Right. Okay. So they were in a place of sin and they needed to repent. They were going out and doing the work, but they were not seeing any of the harvest. Absolutely. Because of the, the way their heart was turned. Right. You know, the thing is... The Lord is good and he's kind, yes, he is. but he's also kind enough to correct us. Absolutely. You know, he's kind enough to, he's like, he's like a mother and a father. You know, I'm, I, I may tell my, tell my child and have mercy once or twice, maybe three times, but at some point there's going to be a rod of correction right, right. if they continue to disobey. And so, so this is where we find Israel. And, and if you go back in the Old Testament and it's really like a cycle Israel would repent. Right. They would get right with God. They would clean up their altars. They would serve only Jehovah God, and they would flourish. They would conquer. They would they would go forward. Right. Then they would slip into idol worship. Right. They would they would start serving other gods other than just Jehovah, right. and they would come into bondage, and they would lose their ground. They would be overtaken by evil kings. It was a cycle in the Old Testament that happened over and over and again. Right. But the thing that amazes me about the Lord is every time they cried out to him, every time they repented, he was faithful to come to them. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. And I believe that the Lord, I really believe that the Lord wants us, as he wanted Israel, to live in a continual cycle of blessing. Yes. And I believe I believe in my heart that as Christians we can live in a continual cycle or season of revival and the choice is ours. Yes. 
You know, I, I know that we've seen in the nation these uprisings of these revivals with signs and wonders, but it's my opinion that God's called the church to, to live in per- perpetual revival. revival. Yes. Repenting of our sins, recognizing when we're falling short, recognizing when we're not doing what God's calling uh, us to do. Calling us to do. Exactly. And so the next thing you find is 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 this conversation with, with Gideon and God and 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 Gideon is reminding God, he's like, Where where have you been? You know, what we've heard of all this wonderful things that you did when you brought us out of Egypt. You know, where have you been? Um and I believe that the the church is is kind of in a season where they're questioning God. I mean, you and I both have grown up in times of revivals, sure. refreshing, uh, where we got you know the baptism of the Holy Spirit and and revival. That's that's where I came up. I yeah, came me up too. In revival, and the church now I believe is in a season where they're questioning God. You know, where are you? Yeah, and, and I believe the answer as has always been the answer throughout history. Is is self examination and to look. God's yeah. the same yesterday, yeah. today, and forever, and He's doing the same things. And the Spirit of God is speaking, and and I believe that we've just stopped listening and we we put our eyes on what man calls success, and we've taken our eyes and our ears off of what God is doing. Because I've heard men of God even say, you know, well, the Spirit of God's not moving that way right now. I don't I don't believe that. No, I don't either. I believe we've moved, but God hasn't moved. That's exactly right. And so you see you see God having this conversation with with Gideon, and God begins to tell Gideon who he is. And Gideon says, Look, I'm the least. And and I believe that that's what God is going to do in this next season, is he's going to take the least and he's going to raise them up and, and the least of these are going to do mighty things for God. He says, I'm the least of my tribe. I'm the poorest of my tribe. I'm the youngest of my tribe. But the reality was he, he had positioned himself to have a conversation with God. Literally, Gideon, I don't even believe, realized it, but, but God was about to use him as a conduit to bring revival to Israel, to bring deliverance to, to Israel. Israel. And that's what God wants to do with us now in this season. He's God's releasing a sound. He's speaking. He's releasing a sound, but he wants that sound released in the earth. And when you go further down in the chapter in chapter 7 and you read the whole account, I mean, the reality was that it was a sound. And the sound is several different things. It's it's the voice of God, it's the sound of worship, it's the sound of prophecy. But God's looking for someone that's willing to understand who they are in him. You know, the Bible uh, in this account says that God clothed Gideon with himself. Wow, that's powerful. Oh, my God, we have the Holy Ghost. God's literally clothed us clothed us with himself. Yes, yes. We have the Holy Spirit, and he's just looking for someone who will hear what he's saying see what he's doing, and then go out and do that. And respond to that call. He's looking for someone to immerse themselves in the yes. Holy Ghost. Yes. And, you know, that's really amazing. I, I, I never saw that before, Pastor Donnie. He, the Bible says that, he, that God clothed him. Is that, was that yeah, the word? Yeah, it's, uh, it's chapter 6, and it's verse 
24, it says, But the Spirit of the Lord clothed Gideon with himself. Okay, stop right there. possession of him. Wow, wow. Literally, he walked in a Holy Spirit anointing before the grace dispensation. Right. That's amazing. Right. God literally poured out a Holy Spirit anointing on Gideon that gave him grace and power to do what in the natural he couldn't do. Right. And also gave him the power to see himself like God saw him. Absolutely. Which, because he saw himself as weak and the littlest and the least of these. Not capable. And how many of us feel that way at times? How many people sit on the pew at church and feel like, I could never do that, I could never say that, I could never pray that, I could never be that. But there is a sound that comes from the throne of God, the voice of God. It, it's, it's the rhema word, the logos word, the prophetic word. And if people will catch that and they'll get a glimpse of who they are in Christ Jesus, it's all about obedience. I believe in grace. In fact, I believe in great grace. But the Bible yes. says uh, it takes faith is our entrance into great grace. Faith is the evidence of things... Um, what is it? The, the evidence, evidence of things, of things not, not seen. Yes. The evidence of things. Uh, good Lord. Hebrews 11. Hebrews 11. We're now faith to, is now a faith substance of things, substance of things hoped, hoped for and the evidence, the evidence of things, of not, things seen. not seen. Right. And so obedience takes faith. You have to have faith to hear, faith to see, and then faith to respond. Well, here's the thing about grace. Grace empowers us to obey. Absolutely. Grace empowers me to repent. Yes. Grace empowers me to believe supernatural beliefs that Holy Spirit has spoken into my heart. That's right. It's grace is the empowerment to follow God's plan. That's right. Grace is not a, a scapegoat for me to sin. Right. That is so messed up. If right. that's if that's your belief or that's and there's been times because I came out of a real strict Pentecostal sect sure. and then I moved into a more charismatic arena and I kind of swung, you know, you, you tend to swing when you get revelation. It's really right. easy to swing the pendulum too far. Yeah. And I, God had to do some kind of balancing act with me, you know, and bring me back to front and center. But here's the beautiful part. When we get a revelation of God's grace. It's just like Gideon. You're clothed with him, by him, and then you're empowered to do his will. And that does that mean you never make another mistake? No, but it means you won't continue to make the same mistake over and over again. Exactly. You, you're on a process of sanctification right. because you're empowered by the Holy Spirit. So you're saying when, we, when the story opens up, Israel's in a place of sin, and God first clothes a man with his spirit, and then he calls a church, calls a nation to repentance. Right. And wow. let's, let's go back to that repentance. Um, God told him to do something. God said, in the face of adversity, God told him, I want you to tear down the altar to Baal, and I want you to cut down the Asherah, Asherah pole take the wood from the Asherah pole and build me an altar and worship me. And that was in the face of the whole town, the whole city. Wow. You know, they confronted, who did this? Why did they do it? And he had to stand up. And when he stood up in the power of God, 
when he stood up under the unction of the Holy Spirit and did what God told him to do, other people took notice. Wow. Wow. When, when he re, when he released that sound, it said when God clothed himself and took possession of him, he blew a trumpet. He made a sound. It was a clarion call to repentance. It was a clarion call to revival, to come and do something gr- bigger than yourself right. and great for God beyond what you could normally do. And it says, it says the other tribes and the other clans were drawn to him. So when the church begins to move in repentance, and obedience and faith and and truly God's grace, the world will stand up and take notice. That's so awesome, Pastor Donnie, and I believe that. This man did what he would not have had the strength to do in his own self, but when he clothed himself in God, then God used him to literally begin to lead a whole nation to a place of repentance, and it gave the other people the courage to stand up for what is right. We need men and women of courage nowadays. We do. We, do. we need men and women that will speak righteousness, that are not af- we're not afraid, but we're not going to get there unless we clothe ourselves with the Holy Spirit. Right. I want to take a few minutes, and we're going to play a song called No Longer Slaves. Uh, I want you, I hope you enjoy this, and then we're going to come back and talk about the battle for revival and standing up and making a difference with Pastor Donnie. Thank you. You unravel me with a melody. You surround me with a song of deliverance from my enemies till all my fears have come. I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am a child. No longer a slave to fear. 
I'm so excited about having Pastor Donnie Robbins here from Mid-County, um, the Beaumont area. He has pastors a church called Live Church, him and Jessica Robbins. Uh, we've been talking about the battle for revival, and we spent some time talking about Gideon. I love the story. One of my favorite stories in the Bible, we've been talking about Gideon and where the nation was when God raised Gideon up, and basically the first clarion call from the Lord was to begin to expose the sin of the nation and call the nation to repentance. And now we're getting ready to uh, go into the next segment. And um, once God begins to, uh, a nation or a person or a church or an individual begins to repent and really draw close to the Lord, the next two areas we find ourselves is we begin to hear God and he calls us to a place of obedience. And I've always said hearing the voice of God is one thing. Obeying the voice of God is really what takes you to the next level of blessing and breakthrough. So, Donnie, can you talk to us about this beautiful story and how they begin to hear God and obey God? Absolutely. Well, first, first of all, I want to say that um, repentance, and everybody knows repentance is turning, changing your mind towards God, changing your mind towards sin or or falling short, and um, and then positioning yourself to hear God, see God, and then respond, be obedient to what God is showing you and what God's telling you. And all of this is something that doesn't come overnight. When you read the account of Gideon, you know, he tested uh, the Lord. He put the fleece out before yes. the Lord because, and, and, the, and you have to understand that here's where grace comes in. God's patient with us. Yes, he is. Thank God's you, patience, Jesus. even with our unbelief or our fear, yes, he which is. we all deal with. So even with Gideon, we see it's, it's a process of yes. hearing God, sometimes even questioning God, Yes. sometimes not doing the right thing and having to uh, turn and refocus and, and do something different. So we find Gideon, he's gathered all these men together now, you know, He's put this clarion call out. He's blown the trumpet. People, people saw when he confronted evil, uh, when he confronted uh, the worshipers of Baal, the, the, the people in the city that wanted to worship Baal, and, and they saw that courage and that, that fearlessness. Right. And, and I, I love it because here's where we get a glimpse of what God said. This is what you really are. Gideon, you're a, a man uh, of courage, of no fear. And at that point in time, he was very fearful. He was in a wine press, threshing wheat, hiding from the Midianites for his life. Right, right. And and here in this part of the the story, we see the process yes. has has taken place. It's it's gone forth. You know, he put out the fleece. He questioned the Lord. All these different things. But now we see what God originally spoke over him is coming to manifest. Yes, in his life, and and that's what God will do for every Christian, for every person that begins to walk in that. Even in my own life, when, you know, we started the church, Callie, and and you know these different things. People said you couldn't do it. You shouldn't do it. Why would you do it? People are not going to listen. 
And I remember calling you guys and, and weeping, saying, I can't do this because I don't feel like that I can do it. But we all know that a person that's ruled, a man that's ruled by his feelings, the Bible says, is foolish. Right, right. And so we have to get a glimpse of, of who we are in Christ Jesus. And when you do that, if you will allow the process to, I'm not the same person that I was when I started no, my you're church not. nine years ago. No. And, and we have to allow God to make us and shape us and mold us into who he says we are. Right. And so we find Gideon, he has he has all these men, and God said, look, I want the glory. And that's a, that's a key to revival. Revival's not about a, a, a man or a church or a couple for that matter or or someone who's who's doing signs and miracles and right. wonders. The revival is about a, the body of Christ realizing who they are, repenting, turning from their sin, and and being obedient to what God says. Right, right. Do. And um, so we find them, and God says, I want the glory. And if you take 22,000 men into this battle, Israel's going to say, well, we did it out of sheer numbers. Right. We won this battle out of sheer numbers. You know, and revival's not going to be um, a great hook in a worship song. Revival's not going to be a certain place or lights or or a certain scheme that we come up with. Revival is going to be a sovereign move of God over his church first in response to a repentant and a humble heart. That's it. That's it. It and really all it. boils down to that. Because he wants the glory. It's not our glory. It's, it's his. It's, it's his glory. Yes. And so... We see all these men, and God whittles the men down to 300 men. He said, now you have enough men against thousands. I think some of the stories can say about 32,000 Midianites. It says they were like locusts. And um, it, it's just important. So, and, and here's a great thing. Gideon is still fearful. And Gideon says, take a servant, take your little servant. And I believe that this little servant the whole time was like, Gideon, you can do this. I'm sure. Gideon, God's, God's got this. Yeah. You can do this in, in God. He, he's clothed you. He's going to do this. It, take your servant if you're fearful. Take fearful. Take him with you. And they went down, and one of the Midianites had had a dream. They were eavesdropping. He had a dream, and he said, look, I, I, I had this dream that Gideon came in by the sword of the Lord, and I'm paraphrasing. And came in and, and basically wiped us all out. And so God allowed Gideon again to see a glimpse of who he was. Wow. And he went back and he got these 300 men. And in verse um, 17 of chapter 7, he says, in Judges, he said, And he said to them, Look at me, then do likewise. When I come to the edge of their camp, do as I do. And I believe that's the essence of the sound that God is releasing, not only in the Logos word, the written word, but the Rhema word and the prophetic word. And those who see, uh, seers, those who have dreams and visions, that if the church will begin to see what God is doing, hear what he is saying. Now, here's a key, do as I do. Wow. And, wow. and that means success for us. And yes. that's what they did. You know, they took the jars. Um, they took. They, they didn't even have swords. No. Can you imagine what was going through Gideon's mind? We're going to war against the Midianites with three hundred men, and we don't even have swords. And when you think about it, they had clay pots with candles in them. Yes. So 
That's a type and a shadow. Yes, it is. We're, we're nothing but clay. That's right. And really all we need is the light of God inside That's of right. us. That's right. The power Lead, of the Holy Spirit. power of the Holy Spirit. And we've got the ability to defeat the enemy. Clay pots with candles. Absolutely. We're going against 32,000 right. men of war right. with with spears and guns or whatever. I don't think they had guns back then, but right. whatever they had. They had the best right. of the best. Right. We got some clay pots right. and a candle in it. Well, the reality is, Pastor Callie, the word says that when we are weak, he, he is, is strong. strong. And that is the the most important position to be in of humbleness, of yes. understanding oh. that I'm, I'm nothing. Yes. I'm weak, but with God, I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. I mean, you and I both know it in my own testimony. I could not pastor a church. Uh, to continue that story that I was talking about just a while back uh -huh. about starting the church, I mean, I said to the Lord, Lord, I will not do this without you. I will not do this without you. And I think that that's how... How we have to come to ourselves and say we cannot do this. Yeah, we've got too much the of the things that are being done for Christ, and I've done it too. I'm not saying sure. this in a negative or sure. trying to put someone down, but there are so many things I've done in the past that were good ideas, but weren't necessarily God's idea for right. me. Right. And when I learned that lesson, that when God, when you feel like you're supposed to do something, you must examine. God, I can't do this without you. And when you begin to ask, say that, then God will reveal if it's truly him or if it's truly just something you conjured up in your own head. Right. We got too many of the, too many church leaders just doing good right. ideas. Right. And and not and I'm not saying that the motive is wrong. Most of the time the motive is right. We're just trying to get people saved. We want to do the right thing. Mm -hmm. We want to influence our communities. But really, how we make the biggest impact is through repentance, obedience, right. prayer, right. and then going out right. and reaching out to the poor and the needy, every sect of the community, right. and really just making an impact, doing what Holy Ghost says to do. Right. There's a lot of different church models out there for growth, and there's a lot of them that are great, but you need to know what God's called you to do in your city. That's a key. That's a key. Well, you know, the, the reality is the Israelites were suffering because they had turned away from God. They weren't being obedient. They were they were walking in sin. And you know, there, there's basically three voices that we can we can hear. Ourselves, our own flesh, right. our flesh nature, sin nature, uh, the voice of God and the voice of the enemy. And it's imperative, I believe, in this season of the church that just like you said, you know, there's going to be different things for different people. God has different assignments. And it's it's imperative that you hear what Holy Spirit is saying, because the Bible doesn't call him a helper for no reason. Right, right. He's here to lead us. He's here to guide us and to help us. And we, we have to position ourselves to hear the sound of heaven, to hear the voice of the Spirit. And like I said before, he'll talk to us through the Logos word, the written word, the rhema word, prophetic uh, uh, dreams and visions. And so we have to position ourselves to hear from to hear from God, and that position is a position of humbleness and weakness, if you will, because when we're weak, he is strong, and the outcome is going to be for our good and for God's glory. He's yeah, God's glory. ways are completely different than the ways of the world. Right. The ways of the world are self-promotion, right. success at all costs, right. 
step on anybody to get to the top. Jesus right. said, if you want to be great in my kingdom, you're going to be the least. Right. You're going to go down to go up. Right. You're going to repent. You're going to put me first. You're going to do it for my glory. And what's going to happen is I'm going to bring great blessing to you. Yeah. And the world will be confounded. Right. And it confounds us sometimes. It does confound us. Because it takes it takes courage and faith to walk at that level. To literally walk at that level. Because our flesh screams so loud every day. Yeah. You know, Paul said it daily. I've got to kill my flesh. Yes. And when you have your... There's so many sounds, but it's 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 so important to concentrate and to hone in on the, the sound of heaven, the voice of God. Because... With your flesh screaming and in one ear and the enemy screaming in the other ear. And listen, when you're pressed, when you're pressed and you've got all that noise, it's easy just to give in. Yeah, when that's what's so important, what's going to help us in those times is our secret place. Because yes. that's what brings reason to everything. Yes. Communion but with God. Communion with God. Clothing ourselves with the Holy yes. Spirit. Because if you don't, you will give in to one of the voices. Yeah. I've given in before. Sure. We all and, have. And then said, oh, my God, what am I doing here? You know, and then there's only one answer. And that is time in the presence of the Holy yes. Spirit. And, he, you know, what? the thing I Thank love about Jesus. the Holy Spirit is he's so faithful. Yes, he is. To... Forgive us. Yes. He's so faithful to set us back on course. Yes. He's so faithful to align our direction and clear up our sight, wipe off the scales. Yes. Uh, wash us, cleanse us. He's yes. so faithful. Oh, my God, Pastor Donnie. Yes. The, and this is what the church needs to understand. When we repent, when we acknowledge our sin, you know, and, and you know, I don't go out, I haven't, go, I don't go out. And do you know we think we think of horrible sin? You know right. we think of we categorize we, our we sins. Can, you know adultery <laughs> or fornication yeah. or you know, but not praying every day, right? <laughs> right. Gossiping, right? Uh, and looking at a neighboring church and being jealous because they're growing faster than I right. am. Right. Right. I mean, Yes. Let's let's talk where the rubber meets the road for Christians. Absolutely. You know, and yeah. we want revival. But, but we're walking in jealousy. We're walking in judgment. And, you know, the Bible says that when you walk in those things, um, that the measure that you use, that you judge people, the, the measure that you sow, what you sow into your life, what you sow into the atmosphere, what, you know, the sounds that you are making, the words that you are speaking, the thoughts that you are thinking affect your life. They do. They do. And I, I tell you, I've, the Holy Spirit's been dealing with me about just loving right. unconditionally and and not being judgmental. Right. We could we could talk about that for hours. That's another whole that's another yeah. another whole program. Right. But this this battle for revival starts with repenting of my sin, hearing the voice of God, and then believing that what God says about me yes, is true absolutely, and then stepping out in obedience to whatever he's called me to do, which I couldn't have done unless I'd clothed myself with God. Right. Because you, you're too fearful. You're too scared. Right. You see yourself in, in the way that the enemy has painted right. the picture. Right. And know, the Lord says we have victory. And, you know, he told Gideon at the beginning uh, of the, of the chapter of chapter six, he said, look, I'm going to cause you to overtake the Midianites. Wow. God's, God's already given us the victory. He tells us the battle's his. 
the victory is ours. And if we could just walk in faith, if we could just walk in faith, because you know, the end of that story, that account is, is that God brought confusion on the enemy. The enemy had no idea what was going on. They, they had, you know, they surrounded the Midianites and with all that, that fire and all that shouting and all that, that sound, God did something supernatural through their obedience. And so the Midianites turned on themselves. And, and here's another thing. It's the Kairos timing of God. Yes. The God opportunity. Do you know when they surrounded the Midianites? It was at the darkest most pitch black time of the night where you couldn't even see your hand in front of your face. So the Midianites, they all they hear all this screaming, they hear this fire, this shouting, and, and they don't understand. They think that the 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 Israelites are among them. Yeah. And God and, confused them. And and God confused them. And it took faith. Think about it. It took faith to go do that at midnight. In the dark. In the dark. You know, that took faith. Yeah. And many times God calls us to do the greatest feats of our life when we can't even see our hand in front of our face. That's right. That's right. When That's I think awesome. about the greatest victories God has given me, it's when it's it's probably been at the darkest times of my life. Yeah. And he was yeah. he would give me a strategy or an action. That it would take faith to do because That's God good. knows I, I had no faith in myself. Because you don't, you can't see your way out. No, no. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. yeah. Isn't that amazing? But that's, that's just a precious, that's grace. And, and to think about that God took the, the 300 men, 300 men, and defeated 32,000. That's unbelievable, Donnie. Yeah. That's unbelievable. And they they shouted and knocked a picture. Broke the picture. Broke a picture. Exposed the fire. Yeah. What well, right there? We got to expose the fire. Of they God. broke their flesh. That's right. They broke open and shattered their flesh and exposed the fire of God in them. Yeah. And then God, all they did was stand. That's all they did. Just stand with the light of Just God. Just stand there. And God brought victory. I'm amazed at the Holy Spirit. And I really believe we're going to break now for um, a song by Rick Pino. By uh, It's called Mighty Warrior. I hope you really enjoy this. And then we're going to come back and we're going to pray for ourselves, yeah. our churches, and we're going to pray for you. Amen. I'm just going to sing the Lord's song over you tonight.
Pastor Donnie here 
We've been talking about the battle for revival. It's been an amazing segment. We're going to pray for you in just a moment. But before I do, I want to remind you about our Warrior Chicks Conference, September the 8th. We're having Becky Thompson come. It'll be at 7 p.m. that night. You can register at warrior-chicks.com. I also want to encourage you to pray for BPN Radio, pray for America, become a part of this ministry. I would like to encourage you to support the ministry as well. Uh, This is a ministry that is making a difference, and I believe God is using this ministry to raise up prayer warriors across America and across the world. Pastor Donnie, we're so excited. I have enjoyed you immensely today. You've brought a word that I believe that the body of Christ needs to hear. God is calling his church to a place of repentance. He's calling his church to obedience, to hearing the voice of God, being obedient to the voice of God. And so I'd like to ask you for the next uh, few minutes, if you would just pray for our listeners and for ourselves, that we would uh, just be obedient to the Lord. I'd love to pray. Let's pray. Father God, we just come to you right now, Lord, first and foremost, acknowledging you as our Lord and Savior, your precious blood that was shed on the cross. Jesus, we honor you. We give you the glory, the power, the honor, and the praise. It all belongs to you. Father, we just pray now, first and foremost, for revival across the earth, not only America, but across the earth. First, starting in the church, Lord, that we would begin to look inside of ourselves and allow the Holy Spirit to shine his light on the inside of us. Lord, that we would begin to change our minds, not only about our own motives, our own own hearts and our own desires, Father God, but we begin to change our minds towards people, towards the church, towards pastors, towards the lost, Father God. Lord, we we just pray that the church would rise up and position ourselves in humbleness before you, O God. Lord, that we would truly turn from our wicked ways, Father God, that we would repent, Lord, Lord. so that your hands would be released to come and heal our land and heal our hearts, Father God. Now, Lord, we pray for those that are out there even listening today, Father God, Lord, that the the stoppers in our ears would come out, the blinders on our eyes would begin to fall, and we would begin to see you Father God, in in the light of who you really are, Father God, and when we look into your eyes, as we gaze into your eyes, Father God, that the reflection of your glory would begin to reflect upon us, Father God, and we would see ourselves in Christ Jesus. Father God, I just thank you that your love will abound in our hearts and in our minds, Lord, and that the world will look at us and that they will know us by our love for one another. I thank you that this is not only a revival of repentance, Lord, but a a revival that is birthed in love, Father God. Lord, that the name of Jesus would be lifted up and men would be drawn unto him. Holy Spirit, I just ask you to come into our churches, into our lives with revival fire, the wind, and the rain. I just thank you for your presence, Holy Spirit, in our services And Lord, I pray all of these things. I believe these things and receive these things by faith in the precious name of Jesus. Let it be, Lord. Lord, I just thank you for Pastor Dottie and his heart for revival. I thank you, Lord, for the word of God that was revealed to us today in the beautiful story of Gideon. 
history account of Gideon and the revival and the repentance and the deliverance that came for the nation of Israel. And I just ask you, Lord, to deliver the church. I thank you, Lord, for raising us up. I thank you, Lord, for forgiving us. We stand in proxy for your church. We ask you to forgive us personally for every sin, God, for all complacency, for all bitterness, strife, you know, for, for not being the church that you've called us to do. We stand in faith. Donnie and I stand and we repent for the church Lord. we repent for our families. We repent for our nations. We repent for our city. We ask you, Lord, to wash us, to have mercy on us, to lead us and guide us into a place of true repentance, true revival, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that we're, that, that you're raising America up to a place of repentance and holiness again. I thank you, Lord, that we're hearing your voice. I thank you, Lord, that we're obeying your voice. I thank you, Lord, that you're giving us a heart to not only repent, a heart to not only hear, but a heart to obey. Yes, I yes, thank Lord. you, God, that we're walking in obedience. And I just ask you, God, first of all, first, Lord, I want to thank you for all the love you've shown us, yes. all the mercy you've shown us through yes, the Jesus. decades and eons of time. I thank you, Lord, for the love that's been poured out over our churches and our congregations and our family. We ask you, Lord, that you raise us up as a beacon and a light. Lord, that we would be be just like the children of Israel, God, that we would crash and disintegrate our flesh and we would let the light of God shine through us in a nation and in a time that is so dark. I thank you, Lord, for revival that cannot be stopped. And I just pray for everyone that's listening, God, that you would just ignite a heart, ignite a desire for prayer, for repentance, and for true obedience. I thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in this nation. I thank you, Lord, for what you're doing on BPN Radio today. We're going to take a time, and before we go out today, I want us to listen to the beautiful song written by Leland Mooring. In a time of revival, he was actually with Prophet Dale Gentry when he wrote this song, and it's called For Your Glory. I pray you're blessed, and we'll see you next week. We have only one life, and it's soon. And only what's done for Christ will last Jesus, you can use me, Lord Riches and houses, cars and lands 
For the past hour, you've been listening to The Warrior's Watch with Pastor Callie Hargraves as your host. For more information concerning this program, go to bpnradio.com.